Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. I praise God for His Word. Thank you, Philip. This is so awesome to know that the tomb is empty. Is it empty? The tomb is? Amen. And Christ is? Risen. He's no longer in the grave. I think we need to be more excited than that. Because Christ is no longer in the tomb anymore. He has risen from the dead. And He is Lord. More exciting. Praise the Amen. Lord. I just love that this morning. There needs to be excitement because our God is alive. I live and I live. Where is he today? Where is he? In our lives, in our hearts. We are alive. We are alive. Amen. I love Philip's excitement. <laughs> if Christ is alive, so are we. All of us are alive this morning. We're no more dead. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer foreigners. We have been washed by the blood of the Lamb and we are alive this morning. Amen. Because Christ Jesus is alive. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the last miracle. What was the last miracle that needed to be defeated? Death. Yes. Death. Did do it. Death is the last, the last, the last enemy that needed to be defeated. Yes. And only Jesus can 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 defeat the death. Oh yes. I've lost my son. Um, in December. I mean, I didn't lose him. He is worth. He's going to be with. With, with, with God yes. but I want to say this to you certainly I will see him one day oh, yes. I will see him with my own eyes I will see my son one day because death has lost its thing death has got no hold on you death has got no hold on me because we are believers we believe in the resurrection resurrected one we have been resurrected with Christ. Therefore, we no longer live, but Christ lives on the inside. Christ lives on the inside of us. Amen? So today we look at the final miracle of our Jesus, of Jesus that John uses as his final proof of who Jesus is. According to the Apostle Paul, one most important piece of evidence of the Christian faith is the resurrection of Christ. If you put your faith in Jesus, then certainly you need to put your faith in his word. Amen. Because if his word says Christ has been resurrected from the dead, then what, do you, what else do you want to believe? What, what, what do we want to believe? Christ is alive. Amen. I believe this is due to this reality that the resurrection of Christ is one of the most attacked doctrines of faith. Isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And yet, in some ways, it is rather easy to defend this reality of the, of the resurrection. 
That is what we will consider today. We need to consider that Jesus Christ is alive. Amen? Amen. And we all believe in... So we're going to read in John 20 um, quickly what happened when Mary came to the grave and we all said now the tomb is empty. empty. We all said the tomb is empty. But something happened while all of them went to the grave. Let's read um, John 20 from, from verse 1. Early on that first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone has been removed from the entrance. Mary, who's Mary? She went to the tomb. Yes. She went to the tomb and she saw that the, the, the stone was rolled away. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple. One Jesus laughed and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. This is what Mary believed. When she came to the tomb, she thought, she said, They have taken him away. And she doesn't know where did they put the, the Lord. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked at the stri strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. So first he saw the strips of linen lying on the one side, and then there was one cloth that was around Jesus' head. Yes. And that was also folded and it, it laid next, uh, next, next to it. <clears throat> the cloth was lying in its place, separate from the linen. Wow. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went <coughs> inside. He saw and believed. They, did, they, they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to had to rise from the dead. Then the disciple went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body has been. She saw two angels in white seated where the body of Jesus was. And you know what happened? One at the head and the other one at the foot. They asked her, Women, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away. This is what Mary says. They've taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. She heard, he called a voice, a name, and she still did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked the woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. 
she turned toward him and cried out in an in, in a, a, a remic, Rabboni. What does Rabboni mean? Teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father, and my Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the, disciple with, to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. Now all of a sudden she believes that she has seen. Why? Because he called her name. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that, they, that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Everyone that hears the word this morning, even those that never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I would want you to open your hearts to receive what Jesus is saying this morning. Receive Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. The other disciples said, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came, stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. The doors were locked. Yes. And Jesus just came in. Amen. And Jesus said again, Peace be with you. Amen. Put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop this morning. Stop doubting. Yes. Hou op om niet te glooi Stop doubting. And this is what I wanted to bring to you this morning. Jesus said, peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me, I send you. So what was the reason Jesus died? What was the joy that was set before him? What was the joy that was said before him? Us. Us. 
JBS. JBS said it this morning when he opened the, 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 the service this morning. The joy, the joy that was set before him, it was for you and me, we as believers. This is the reason why Jesus died. And this morning I want to say stop doubting. Jesus died for you and he died for us. He died so that we can believe. Is there anything else that Jesus needs to do for us to believe in him? Nothing. He paid the price once and for all. So that we can receive salvation. Jesus died because he loved you and he loved me. He died of a broken heart for this world. For all of us to receive him as Lord and Savior. And if the Bible doesn't convince you, I'm afraid I don't know what's going to convince us. Or what is going to convince the world anymore. Because the word of God is true. Jesus himself is his word. He said it in John. He has sent his word. And his word is here this morning. Amen. Jesus never turned his back on you. He never turned his back on me. Jesus went all the way to Golgotha to die for your sins and for my sins. And now he says, if anybody needs, for, if you need to forgive your brother and your sister, we can forgive them because of Jesus. Jesus didn't do anything wrong. He died for our sins. And guess what? He didn't just die, but he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father today. And we, the believers that are sitting here, we are seated right next to Jesus in heaven, in, in, on, on the throne of God. We are sitting with him in heaven. All of us that are, that are here this morning. And I want to say to you this morning, the tomb is empty. Amen. The tomb is empty. Jesus no longer is in the tomb. He has risen from the dead. He is Lord this morning. Amen. 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 And we all remember Mary was the first one that went to the that went to the tomb. She arrived at the tomb this morning. That morning, it was still dark. I said to Lucy, and it was to Sophia when she was sitting in the office with me this morning. And I said to Sophia. You know what, there's one thing that I loved hearing this morning while I was busy preparing um, to come to church. Six o'clock, I think it was six o'clock. I just heard one of the church bells was ringing. Yes. And it was so beautiful to know that that is a confirmation, even though it doesn't matter what church it is. The bell was ringing, telling us he's alive. He has risen this morning. Jesus is no longer in the grave. He has rose from the dead and he is Lord this morning. I heard the bell and I said to myself, thank you, Father. I believe that you are alive this morning. Jesus lives on the in inside of each and every one of us this morning. And you know what I want to say to you this morning? Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to hear the great news this morning. Amen. Thank you each and everybody that woke up this morning coming with the idea this morning that I believe God's word. 
I believe what God is saying about His Word. The seal for the tomb has been broken. The body, she thought the body has been moved. This is an urgency, fear, and passion there. Peter and John leave and hurt and head for the tomb. Peter and John went also to the tomb that morning. And, tell the, and, and, and they ran. There's no hint, no suggestion that they have be, uh, believe he is risen. For Peter and John. And I think when I, when I get to this point of saying that he's alive, I feel like I don't want to talk about anymore what happened at the, at, the, at the grave. Because the price has been paid. And Jesus is alive. He has risen from the dead and he is alive. What did John believe? John sees the tomb as empty and the body is gone and he's convinced that Mary had first told him them that was true. I wonder this morning if there still is anybody here that believes that Jesus is still in the tomb. I don't think so. Even if we preach the gospel to the children, even they believe that Jesus has been risen from the dead. Amen? The simple reality is that they did not understand what Jesus was talking about and so they ignored it at a time. They ignored it. What is fascinating here is that John states that they didn't yet understand the scripture. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiah has been prophesied in the Old Testament. It has been prophesied long time ago, in the Old Testament even, that Jesus would be would raise from the dead. What is going to convince me and you to go into this world to go and tell the people that Jesus is alive do we still need anything or anyone to come and tell us that we need to go and convince the world that Jesus no. is alive no. no we have heard it all every Sunday every morning over the news over the television but every Sunday even the word of God tells us that Jesus is alive. What do we need to do? We need to go into this world and preach the gospel, minister to the people, tell the people of the love of yes. Jesus. The easiest way to tell people how much God loves them is John 3 verse For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So that Whosoever lives in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you think any one of you cannot go and tell somebody that? Every one of us that are here, even the children, can go and tell people, for God so loved the world. We believe in this amazing Father that we are serving. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So what do we, what do we, what, what is going to convince you that the tomb is empty? empty? Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the only one that convinced you and me that the tomb is empty. Yes. Amen? And who needs to, who wants to go and see that the tomb is empty? 
If I see one hand, then I know somebody's not convinced yet. But I, I, did, I didn't see one hand here. Everyone is convinced that the tomb is empty. Jesus rose from the dead. Peter said that the written word of God is more certain than any experience that we can have. The written word of God, the word, the Bible. The word of God, can you just lift up the, word, the, the Bible? The word of God, this word of God, the Bible. There's nothing else that can convince you more than God's word. So we need to put our faith in God's word. Amen. And believe God's word that Christ has risen from the dead. Amen. Amen? Amen. And the tomb is empty. We are convinced that the word of God is true. What will convince the world outside? You and me, we need to go out and minister the gospel to the world. And we are already convinced. Amen? Amen? Are we convinced this morning, yes, beloved? Amen. So Mary stands weeping at the tomb. She stoops down and looks inside and, it's, and it is greeted with a vastly different view than what the disciples had. The tomb is no longer empty. The body is still gone. But now there are two angels in white. This is a deliberate, intentional thing here. The angels and Jesus could have appeared while John and Peter were still there. But one of the facts of this account that helps us to establish the truth of these claims is that it is the testimony of a woman that first affirms the resurrection of Christ. The testimony of a woman that first affirms the resurrection of Christ. This is important because if you were fab fabric fabricating a tale, you would not choose a woman to be the first one to tell it. <laughs> In that society, a woman's word was considered less than reliable. And yet it is this woman to whom these angels speak. The angels spoke to the woman that morning. They asked her, why is she weeping? And her response reveals that she does not yet believe in Christ's resurrection. Because she was weeping. And she was asking, where did they lay his body? She believes that someone has taken Jesus' body and put him somewhere else. After she has said this, she turns and sees Jesus. But that doesn't know, but doesn't know it is him. I don't think we can really blame her. Blame her for this, for not recognizing him, she believed. She believed that he was dead. I love that thought. She came to the tomb, the servant, to serve her Lord. Yeah. What did she came to do at the tomb? To serve To serve the Lord. But to? Yeah. Wash your body. Uh, yes. To oil, to oil the body, to anoint, to anoint the, uh, the body of Jesus with the essence. She's weeping because she will not be able to do that anymore. Do we weep over our longing for Him? Does our desire to serve the Lord being bring us to tears? She sees Jesus, but think He is the gardener, and so she asks Him to tell her. Where has he taken the body? Yeah. 
She sees Jesus, the King of Kings, and she thinks it's the gardener, and she asks, where did they lay his body? Mary is not showing um, faithlessness. She simply did not even consider that he could have risen from the dead. But Jesus called her name. The moment Jesus called her name, she, re she realized that this is Jesus. He has risen. Amen? Galatians 1 verse 15 to 16 reads, But when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. All of us were strangers. Every one of you that are sitting here were strangers. All of us. But remember Jesus called Mary's name. And she immediately realized that this is the Son of God. When she called. And guess what? The same way Jesus called Mary's name, he called your name. He called my name. I think this is the reason why we're all sitting here. Because Jesus called us each on our names. And this is the reason why we receive salvation. He called us through His Word. He called us through His Holy Spirit. We all received Him as our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. This is what happened. God separated us from, from the womb. He called us by grace. He reveals His Son in us. And nothing is ever the same. Our lives will never ever be the same. Because Jesus called us by His grace. Today we are called sons and daughters of this Most High God. As beautiful as you are all sitting here this morning, God has called you. No other man, no other name has called you. But God has called you each and everyone by your name. You are His children. You belong to His kingdom. We carry the eternal peace of God, the eternal life of God, we carry inside of each and every one of us. Jesus is our Lord. Amen? Amen. There's no other God beside Him. This is what happened when God, God separated us from the womb. He, my mother, He separated me from my mother's womb. And now I've received salvation. I am His. I belong. You belong to Jesus. Jesus. Amen. All of us belongs to Him. And we've received this wonderful, wonderful grace that we are in today. Being called children of the Most High God. Isn't it beautiful to belong to the Kingdom of God? Amen. Isn't it beautiful to belong to Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen. Mary had to see Jesus. That was a desire. She had to see Jesus. Had to hear His voice before she recognized that He has risen. And I just want to ask you this morning, is it, do you or me, do we want to hear the voice of God before we believe? God has given us His Word. We stand on God's Word. We believe our faith is in God's Word. We stand firm on His Word. And we believe His Word is true. And that made us this morning 
being here, all of us. And if there's anybody that is here this morning, we are here this morning to help you. We will not let you go out that door the same again. We are all here to help you this morning. Amen. So that you can believe. You don't have to see. You don't have to put your hand through his side. You don't have to see there's a, there's a hole in his hand. We believe. Amen. She comes to the disciples and tells them she has seen the Lord. And she recounts what he told her. As I mentioned before, in that culture, this would be a ridiculous invention if somebody were making up a story. I'll just put it off. If somebody was making up a story, Jesus truly rose from the dead. Amen. Jesus, it's just two people that said amen. Jesus truly rose from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is risen. Amen. And we are risen. Hear the eyewitness account of this woman who saw this first. The death and the resurrection of Christ are the foundation of your faith. The death and the resurrection of Christ are the foundation of our faith this morning. Amen. Amen. He paid the penalty for sin in his death and he brought justification when he rose from the dead. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is amazing this morning. Amen. He is amazing and he wants us not to doubt. Don't doubt in this beautiful Savior that has died for you and for me. Amen. Amen. He died of a broken heart for you. A broken heart because of all the sins that we, Jesus never sinned. He was sinless, but he took our sins upon him, Jesus. And he died for our sins on the cross of Calvary. When Jesus entered our fearful lives, he brought peace. Didn't he bring peace in your life? Amen. We are no longer strangers, no longer foreigners. Because Jesus brought peace. And now this morning, if there's somebody that doesn't have peace, Jesus say, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Amen. Amen. For those that doesn't have peace, Jesus is speaking peace into your homes. Peace into your hearts. Peace into this community. Yes. Peace into each and every person that doesn't know Jesus Christ, the unsaved. And whenever we enter their homes, whenever we're going to minister to them, yes. we speak peace, peace before we go into their homes. Yes. Peace into their lives so that they can receive salvation. It is only until they saw the, the holes in his hand and the side when they believed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Jesus himself is alive and he is risen. Amen. And on Sunday, um, I think it was Rita that spoke about Lazarus. La Lazarus. Ne? Can you remember? Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. It was Friday, not Sunday. Today's Sunday. It was Friday, yeah. This man could, could not be kept by death. He rose and is alive. This is what John is proclaiming. 
But just in case some are still con unconvinced, John relates how Thomas was convinced. Thomas wasn't there when Jesus appeared to everyone. Thomas was not there. Thomas was not there. He arrives back and he is told that everyone had seen Jesus while he was out. Thomas showed a lot of courage being out and about while everyone else was too afraid to leave the room. But he's not convinced that they really saw Jesus. If everyone tells me they've seen Jesus, I don't have anything else but to believe. Because his word is true and his word says that Jesus Christ is Lord. He has spent three days following Jesus, thinking that he was the Messiah. He saw him just a few days ago. His emotions are just too raw to accept what he is being told. And so he makes his famous statement in verse 25. Eight days later, they all gathered again with Thomas there and Jesus appeared. Now what do you think, what would Jesus now, what is Jesus going to do? Jesus is going to help Thomas to believe. Again, his wishes, he, he wishes them peace. When, when we at our worst doubting God's goodness, doubting that he cares or even that he is real, Jesus appears. All of us that are sitting here, Jesus appears to us today. He comes to you and he comes to me and he wants us to believe in him, have faith in him. Amen. Jesus comes into our lives, right into the midst of our doubt and he brings peace. If you are a child of God and you know how your homes has been, how your lives has been, you will immediately realize Jesus brought peace into your homes. Jesus brought peace into your lives, into my life he brought peace. And Jesus says, I am here. It is really me this morning. You want to say to somebody that is doubting, I am here. It is really me. Stop being faithless. Stop living in doubt. Stop living in fear. Believe. When Jesus says that to us, we can only respond as Thomas does here in verse 28. My Lord and my God, Thomas said. My Lord and my God, you are God and I am not. You are the master and I'm only your servant. Jesus pronounces something incredible. Of all of us who have placed our faith and trust in him, making up this body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? All of us that are sitting here, we make up the body of Christ. Yeah. All of us that are sitting here, we are so blessed to be here this morning. So blessed to be children of God. Amen. Amen. We've never been able to, and we've never been, we never had the privilege to see Jesus. Have any one of you seen Jesus? Philip, where did you see Jesus? In his word. And in you? In you, all of us? Jesus is in each and every one of us. But we are blessed by the fact that we've never been able, privileged to see Jesus. This word, the word of God, is blessed. And the word is Jesus. Amen. 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 God. 
Amen. We can flesh and it becomes to live among us. Amen. The word is with us. It's with you. Just read God's word and you will be able to see him. Amen. That may not feel like a blessing, but it is. We need to stop looking for Jesus to prove himself to us. So stop seeking some sort of sign that, that we are blessed because of it. With this final event, John has shown that even hardened skeptic changed their tune. They trusted in Jesus. Today, Jesus is still changing the hearts and minds of hardened skeptics. Isn't it so? He still saves people. Jesus read in for los nog steeds mensen. Amen. Hij read in for los nog steeds. This is the time for believers to remember the price that was paid today. Today, not just today, each and every day of our lives. Let's remember the price has been paid. Once and for all. Jesus is not going to die again. He's not going to die on the cross again for you. He died once and for all. To be reminded today of the penalty of sin. Sin has been dealt with. Sonde was meer gedeel. Amen? Taking part of communion does not save you. But receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that saves you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Simply, the simple way for us to be reminded that Christ has done. It shows us, the communion shows us of what Christ has done for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want to conclude this morning. Jesus, what Jesus did while he was on this earth are too numerous to be written. I admire Jesus. Jesus did so much when he was on this earth. But what John included in this gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Do we believe Jesus is the Christ? Yes. The Son of God? Yes. And that believing that we may live life in his name. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.